the Tom Dupree Show for our first hour. We've got Missy Clifton sitting in, and here's our host, Tom Dupree. All right, so whenever it's summer, I think about movies, because kids are out of school, and when I was young, we would go to movies during the day, and lately, I think about movies that were big in my children's lives my two boys this of course was from the movie Tarzan it was done by Phil Collins and our son really whatever movie he would get he would try to act it, act out one of the parts in the movie so in this one Tarzan is always kind of doing this surfer deal like down vines and trees and stuff like that and Clark would kind of act like he was doing that run through the house and he also would get on all fours and go off the yeah, diving he would board. Get all, yeah, he would do stuff like that. So it reminds me of those days, you know, with children. And it was a Disney movie. And uh, we're going to play something else from another Disney movie. Disney. They've been in the news a lot lately in terms of uh, uh, some of their uh, political statements and things. So uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that, and uh, yeah, he did his Barry Manilow key change there, so they all do that. All right, talk about switching gears. This is where the woman actually. What's going on is the lady who came to do research basically falls in love with Tarzan, and you know it's kind of a, she ends up instead of taking him back to England, <laughs> she stays out and becomes Jane. So, we might have to rewatch it. Yeah. I mean, no, it's. Oh, it's good. It's formulaic, if you will. Okay. This, I usually read from the Psalms, but today I'm reading from the book of Matthew. For those of you who are non biblical, it's in the. Uh, it is in the uh, New Testament. It's one of the Gospels. Uh, it's chapter 24, starting at the third verse. As he sat, they, speaking of Jesus, the disciples came to him privately saying, he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? 
And Jesus answered to them, See that no one leads you astray. Another way of translating that would be, See that you are not deceived. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray or deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, or that could be translated fearful. For this must take place. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray or deceive many. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Why do I read that today? I don't know. I think it's just good to be reminded Sometimes that the uh, world in which we are living, uh, those of us who are inclined to believe that there's a better way of doing things uh, than what's going on right now, that actually there is foretold in Scripture uh, a better day and a better time. But this one has to sort of wear itself out first. And it could get a hell of a lot uglier before it gets any better. But it says don't be fearful and don't be deceived. You know, um, it seems like we have basically one cataclysm right after another. A lot of it seems orchestrated. Basically knock people off their balance get them, you know, looking at one thing while something else is going on. Lawlessness, what is lawlessness? Well, one way of describing lawlessness lawlessness might be to maybe have Hunter Biden in the White House over the 4th of July weekend when he's under investigation. I mean, even the Queen was smart enough to keep Prince Andrew away uh, from some of these things it's 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 the idea that there is nothing wrong with anything in fact the notion of wrong is considered wrong the idea that there might be a difference between good and evil between honest and dishonest between um, faithful and unfaithful between betrayal and friendship all of those things 
It all gets thrown out the door, and we have no absolutes. These are the kinds of things that I would say the everyday American, if, if such a case, if such a thing can be said anymore, is repulsed by. So, I don't know, Missy's got a few ideas in terms of some of these things, so I, I just, you know, you, 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 you go ahead. You, you do you in this deal. Well, hey, let's pull a Jen Saki and let's circle back mm-hmm. to the Disney. <laughs> yeah, you got you, you, it. you got me on that. Wonder one. what kind of circling back she's doing these days. But anyway, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, and, and and to your point about uh, Queen Andrew, you know, not Queen Andrew, Queen Andrew. That sounds interesting. Yeah, Prince <laughs> Prince God, Andrew. You're sick. Yeah, you know when he was taken out of all the the public eye, uh, that that was pretty much the writing on the wall for, um, for old. But you got things like Hunter, Hunter Biden uh, basically fondling himself on tape. Oof, I mean, oof, you know. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I'm going back to Disney. Actually, I don't think it's actually any it's better to go any back better. to. Uh, it's no better. All right, so go <laughs> Let's ahead. Let's go back to Disney. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, and what <laughs> you sit there and you think about Walt Disney has, you know, has long presented itself, obviously, as the voice for Americans' children. It's the happiest place on earth for kids, right? Yep. And you've got this, uh, you know, the the Walt Disney icon, the wise, <laughs> kindly, the father figure, putting out this, you know, this this sweet entertainment, and you know, yeah, okay. Actually, that's actually true. I mean, for but, so many but, years. In, and it even got better, like when my son, who's 26 now, was like maybe six. I thought they did some of their absolute best stuff ever with stuff like Tarzan, uh, Toy Story, well, you, some of those things. It's one of those things that you think Disney, um, old school, uh, you think Disney is something like what my parents, we could, we could sit down and watch the Lawrence Welk show or yeah. Hee Haw together. Right? Sure. Um, I'm not. I, it would be it would be a tr- it would be a tough stretch to sit down at net for any of the Netflix. So it was Frozen before your girls or after? It was after. Oh God, way Frozen was way way after. We we were. I mean, we were I don't the, even. We're the Little Mermaid. We're, oh okay. Uh, you know, I mean, Mulan. Mulan was even pretty. That that was for one of my kids, but it, yeah. that was way. Uh, you know that was okay, but these are all Disney movies, so so everybody kind of gauges it based on those. Right. Well, you kind of went from the that. So the Frozen old, girls are probably in their twenties now, or I, I would think. Well, yeah, I would guess so. But, okay, but, but but back it up. It's it kind of went from the that female thing where the the damsel in distress to the kind of excuse me kick ass female that saves the day like in Mulan. But strong woman. All right. Well, let's let, let's back up a little bit more. So you know. I think what's interesting about Disney is it is no more the ladies and the gentlemen, the boys no. and the girls. It is now they welcome you as dreamers and friends. Yeah. Very non-gender. Because, why? Why? Because instead of, you know, their big promotion back in, I think it was uh, March of this year, uh, one of the Disney executives, uh, Carrie Burke, if I recall correctly, she's the one that uh, came out and said, wacko, well, there's some wackos it, on it, there. and they, the, the videos were exploited, but she came out and said that Disney's, Disney's goal was to have 50% of their characters be of the minority and that, that from from all levels, so sexual of any of the LGBTQ, LGBTQIA, and racial minority, all of it, everything. All that of any, it. any, any, any marginalized, whether for gender identity or racial, 
that that they wanted 50% of their characters. Well, one, to lo- be- one way of looking at it is that 50% of the parts I could probably audition for. What? Are they looking for somebody like me? I- so the 50 other 50% is going to be so what? White males? I- you know, uh, <laughs> sensitive white males I, I, or I think that, insensitive I, I white think, males? I think that the the actual percentage that that basically if that 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 marginalized community that they're discussing represent re- represents about 2% of our population. Right. So they want 50% of their characters to represent to 2%. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. Um, and it's kind of funny because it, it takes me back in 2021, Forbes actually complained in a headline kind of being funny. They said, how many times is Disney going to introduce its first gay character? Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and if you look back so on it, it's been done before. It, they have been that you you're not recognizing it. So LeFou in in Beauty and the Beast was the little the little candle the little candelabra. He was the little sidekick. Um, Ursula in the Little Mermaid. She is kind of the big what they say is was a kind of a precursor for the drag queen. Yeah. Male dressed up as female sort of thing. What about like Zazu or, or something? Scar. Scar in The Lion King is, uh, you know, there's all kinds of, uh, of you know, a- agenda around him. So there, it's interesting because if people start going back and looking, you will see that this kind of introduction of feminine male. I got to tell a funny of, story. I got to tell a funny story. So we did the Disney cruise. Uh, how old were the children right then when, when we did that? was uh 15 or 16 years ago so seven and nine okay so you know when you're on the disney cruise it's really it's cool it's fun and we're on the thing and that's and from a guy that does not like the w- cruise we got cabin. into uh some bad weather but one night they did a lion king thing and uh it was all the, the these lion king, king characters and uh Let's just say there was a very burly, uh, buffed-up guy. And uh, we don't need to discuss anything more than that, but he was a, he was a guy that uh, was, um, you know, looked like he probably played football somewhere. He was one of the ki- characters. And uh, I said, uh, <laughs> I said, do you? You do this on all Broadway, and he goes, "Yeah, yes." Now, I, I just... <laughs> oh my God, you did not. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. It, it was uh, it was funny. I mean, you know, probably a lot of people hear this and would think, "God, that's not very funny." You're you're being homophobic. No, it wasn't. It was. I'm not. I I, I have a lot of friends that you know. My deal is, it's just what's happened. I think the uh, the slant. All right, if you have a, uh, a if you have a buy a tendency in in a certain direction sexually, that's fine. When it becomes pushed in people's faces that aren't that way to sort of make you feel like you should be that way. Then it becomes a trouble, troubling thing for me. And this is where we are in our culture today. I'm downtown. Uh, the biggest celebration we now have downtown 
the biggest. It isn't 4th of July. It isn't anything for Memorial Day. When I was growing up, it was, they had Armed Forces Day. They had all these things showing America's might. The biggest celebration of the year downtown is Gay Pride Day. It is It brings more people downtown than anything else. So basically, and I would, I would even ask a lot of people in the gay community, is this, do you think now that what you used to proudly tag yourself as being, which was a minority and have called yourself a minority, is now becoming more like a majority, certainly in a place like Lexington. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just completely uh, veer away from the whole uh, promotion of gender ideology and, and all that business of you know in regards to Disney. And what I'm going to address, where I was going with this, is that the company would be better. Oh, sorry, I interrupted. You. No, no. I'm just saying that the co- the company would be better off um, managing its long time issue of employing child predators at their company and exploiting minors. Or what about doing business or shooting a movie with the Iger prison? That's the Igers in China, the U-I-G-H-U-Rs, right in the background where people are being exploited, harvested for organs, and that ends up in a Disney movie. So that's another, that's, that's one well, and one. I, I think you, you got to back up. And, and wh- one of the first things I would say is wherever you find children, you'll find sexual predators. I remember when I was, uh, I, I worked, I pushed Pfizer products um, and I had been sent off to do training in New Jersey for two weeks. And the roommate that they assigned me to was this gal from Houston, Texas. And she was talking about a, a recent issue that had plagued their news was a child that had been abduct, abducted in this sports complex area where they did uh, soccer tournaments. And what they, you know, back then, so this is late, late 1990s, everybody had one of those video cams, right? They didn't have cell phones with videos. I mean, right. So what the police did was they, conf- they people offered their videotapes of <clears throat> the, the soccer complex, which also had surrounding parks, uh, you know, for the, the little yeah. kids to go play. What they found, she was telling me this story, and what they found in those videotapes that they took, you know, hundreds of videotapes of footage, what they found, they identified, and I forgot the exact number, but like no less than 60 known child uh, sexual predators in those films. Where was this? That were hanging around this sports complex that right. had these adjacent park, Where you know, parks. Where was that? Down in Houston, Texas. Yeah. And so my point being is, is that, um, you know, wherever you find children, you'll find sexual predators. And Disney has been one of the worst places. The stories are horrifying. And You're talking about Disney World? I'm talking about, yeah, Disney World and Disney. Where, where there's sexual predators yes. working there. Yes, yes, Looking yes, to yes, take advantage. Yes. And you saw the, uh, what was it just, um, was it a couple months ago that they did a sting on um, how many how many Disney employees that were taken down for. Sure. Um, but they, I they, will say this. I spent some time in Orlando last summer. The part of town where Disney is, there's something really creepy about it. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. This is where people go. They save up all all year long or several years to go on a vacation there. There are parts of Orlando like College Park or uh, University Park. Really nice. But the part where Disney is, it's kind of in the southwest part of town. It's just, there's something, it's, it's Gatlinburg-ish, it's Pigeon Forge-ish, 
But there's something else about it that I don't. Well, care you for. were talking about the taking the the cruise, and you know they have this. They want you to think that they have this crystal clean image, and that. Um, but they have come under fire for not reporting abuses on the cruise ships, and it's interesting because um, I was reading several articles about Disney's trade association lobbyist that worked to oppose any. Um, uh, any during this, this it's, ca- it's called international cruise victims organizations and they work to keep and oppress reports from coming out of you knowing that an 11 year old girl was molested and of the guy course. was caught on camera it's bad for business right you got it i mean if i worked for him i'd do that too so, so I, I just think that a more productive campaign on um on knowing that you are you I mean you are it's it's a hot spot right so what are you gonna do what i'm going to disney world no i'm oh, not going stop. to disney world <laughs> All right, so what's your conclusion? Quick conclusion. I don't know, Tom. What do you think? Well, I think it's going to be a larger issue that we're going to talk about in the second half of the hour. This backlash. People are tired of all this crap being shoved down their throats. And I think we also have to look at the good stuff in the past and hang our hats on, on some of this. Sometimes things go badly wrong. What they used to say when you get off track, go back to where you think you got off track. All right, that's a great place to jump. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Back to the Tom Dupree Show for the second half of the first hour. Joining us, Missy Clifton with Tom Dupree. Here's our host, Tom Dupree. So this, of course, is Randy Newman from uh, the movie Toy Story. And, uh, you know, can you play Birmingham after this? Just to pull that up. And Randy Newman, I'm just going to spend a little time on Randy Newman. He's a storyteller. 
as a as as a, uh, a musician, uh, you know, the when he really hit it was this. Well, this song, this is from Good Old Boys. Turn it up. Got a wife, got a family. Earn my living with my hand. Rolling still, downtown Birmingham. My daddy was a barber. Sightly man was born in Tuscaloosa. He died right here in Birmingham. Birmingham, Birmingham. You get the picture. Randy Newman, the storyteller. His songs are just wonderful capsules of Americana. And uh, he's like a Mark Twain of of popular music. Based in L.A., he's never, uh, that I've known, ever worked out of anywhere other than Los Angeles. Uh, and yet, he writes songs about places all over the country. Um, and it just, anyway, back to Disney. The movie Toy Story, of course, Tarzan was not, as I understand, Pixar animation. But Toy Story was. And, uh, I mean, Disney, they are so screwed up that they actually fired Tim Allen from doing the voice of Buzz Lightyear because of his politics, because he's a Republican. They fired Tim Allen. And guess what? Then... Like a week later, I see a story that says that Tim Allen's boat in somewhere like Lake Michigan spilled some diesel fuel in the marina. You know, they have their little ways of getting these stories out. Oh, not only is he a Republican, he's got some boat that pollutes. It, it, it's, it's these little campaigns that they do. But now... The movie Toy Story, the original one, and Toy Story 2 are great movies. They're about toys that have a soul, that have a sadness that develops when the child, they live for their child, who's their owner, who plays with them, and then they sit in this box and languish like Jesse, like Woody, and uh, Buzz would jump off the banister and fly and yell, to infinity and beyond. And Clark, our son, somehow thought that that was Pia Gua. And so he would try to jump off and fly, and he would yell, Pia Gua. So... I mean, all the memories. He was about three at the time. Yeah, the so. memories that are tied up in all these things. Toy Story 1, I think there were three of them. Uh, you know, and, and Woody, of course, Tom Hanks, you know, he'll never get canceled. But a guy like Tim Allen will. Well, and just recently, uh, Lightyear was released. I think it was yeah, June forget 17th or 18th. Well, it flop. was, it was, and part of it was the result of the... 
the change in Buzz Lightyear's voice. Sure. And they also is, is made that, is Buzz's identity. character a, yeah. you know, a different sexual identity. And so, it has been a flop in the box total office. Total flop. But that's not the big deal. The big deal is that we made our point, if you're Disney. So let's look at Lexington. We live in a town. Most people don't live in a nation. They live in a town that's within a state that's within a nation. We live in a town. What is the whole, the biggest deal here is this push towards acceptance of the homosexual agenda, lifestyle, viewpoint on everything. Now, I have a lot of friends that I know they're, if they don't say they're gay, I know they're gay. It's not a big deal to me. What I don't like is having the thing squeezed into my face. And quite frankly, it's not among the people I know. But it's these people that feel that have no identity at all outside their sexuality. They haven't done anything else. You see them come out for these kind of things, and bless their hearts, they are trying to be a part of a group, a group that accepts them. This isn't about sexuality. It's about belonging. It's about being a part of something. They want so badly to be a part of a movement or something that's bigger than them. And I get that. I totally get that. But the problem is these kind of movements and things, they give you something, but they take something away from you. Your ability to be autonomous, your ability to, to uh, actually uh, have a different opinion than the group that you're a member of. And so... I look at our mayor, our council, everybody. They just pant, they they fall and they fawn upon these groups that make the most noise. You know, I make noise too, but I make it by myself typically. Or these people here that are sitting with me, you know, they probably disavow half of what I say in the sense that they, you know, they it, I make them nervous and probably embarrassed, but I don't care. I've been observing this scene here in downtown Lexington a hell of a lot longer than mo than anybody sitting in this room and most anybody that would listen to the radio. I've seen it evolve over time. I've seen it get worse, get better, go sideways, go up, go down. And the, the thing is, I've never seen a government, a city and local government like we have that has so literally asleep at the switch when it comes to the things that really mattered like finances like our police and fire and public services but right on top of it when it comes to being politically correct or supposedly politically correct about the things they think really need to matter and it's all bs and you know we've got a mayor who is just and and not really much opposition. I mean, David Clorber, if he's going to get his deal going, he better get it in gear. And he's already doing things that I disagree with. So I don't know. I'm just kind of I'm not upset. I'm just stating it to you the way I see it. You sound upset, <laughs> but you know, you I see me upset. Uh, and I think I may have mentioned uh, along those lines, though you know, about city and whatnot. I, I think I've mentioned before that um, I'm kind of a new person downtown, um, a, a new resident of downtown, yeah. uh, just now coming up on a year, um, not not quite. And it's funny because we had the, uh, I think I did tell you that we had our homeowners association of the condo uh, unit uh, where, where I, am, I live. 
had Lawrence Weathers and the police force and James Brown and Richard Maloney and Hannah. I love Richard. Yeah. Love Richard. Had them come to address the concerns of of our condo uh, unit, our, our condo development, because of the homeless uh, population that have become very aggressive in the Thoroughbred Park and because of the um, noise ordinance or lack thereof. Now that it's ain't like, homeless. That's gas running. Yeah, yeah, oh, cars, yeah. That's, that's a whole different issue. Cars but, up and down. But it's just, and that's been going on for several years. I got it. But, it, but it's interesting because, you know, these are kind of, they're just kind of common courtesy, things that I thought would be taken care of um, naturally by the 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 entities in place, the police, I guess, if, if you, if you, you know. But it's interesting because it really took this group and their complaints, you know, bringing their their issues um, to the to the police for to make a difference. And now all of a sudden, there's uh, you know police on bicycles. Um, the the noise has gotten a little better, but of course we did have a holiday weekend. So, um, but one of the main things that I think I mentioned last week or week before was that. The big thing that came from Lawrence Weathers in trying to explain why we are seeing this kind of explosion of, of things that are, are bothering the residents downtown is because he said we, we can't, they can't get enough police officers. They can't get them. They can't recruit them. They can't keep them. Things are, things are dire. And this, this is where, this is wow. kind of, well, this is kind of where I wanted to go with this because right now. Because the mayor and the city council have taken this woke-ass view on they say they're not into it but they're into the defund the police mentality well and that is what i wanted to talk about in kind of a bigger and larger view is there is a backlash brewing in america right now and it goes way beyond the inflation rates and the gas prices it is people are tired of woke companies they're tired of arrogant public officials they are tired of compromised institutions and everybody says they have the answers and they this is what they're going to do and they're they are pretty uh rarely right they are actually frequently wrong and i think people now are just they're they're tired of the narrative and they want answers they want things right so taking a 360 view if i have to take what lawrence weathers is talking about with you know not having police enough police and and that then i can take that out that all occupations um where trust is affected is is you know that we are seeing shortage of qualified and you know qualified workers forcing them to accept people who come in who have lower you know lower standards than what they would normally have expected um so if 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 it's the if they can't fill the ranks from in the local police departments from the exodus of the officers in the last two years it also made me start thinking about a there was a on again on substack and i I never don't think i ever answered the question about substack Substack is an online news kind of a news an online newspaper, an online mag, you know, not a magazine, but an online forum for you to engage. Yeah, you you got to know if it's verifiable or not when you R- see something. Right. Like and, and though, and, and, you know, you have to look at things and you have to do your own research. And if they're providing hardcore links, they're, they're pretty good. And you know the people who are commenting that are. Um, Let me just okay. say something. One of the things that's going to start happening with technology that I really like. And it, it happens in, and I'm going to put in a plug for a company we're buying. It's woke, but I love what they do is Airbnb. There's a verification. It's a review process. And so what, and, and Facebook tries to superimpose that on 
posts that people make that they say, you know, fact checkers and all this. But I think the Substack thing, which is more open source, whereas a Facebook is going to be more proprietary software that Correct. they control, your open source platforms are going to have a way of verifying ultimately whether it's right or not. It's like the way Linux, the software thing, is is written. It's been written by a collaboration of lots of different writers. That's what open source really is. Sub Substack is an entirely open source thing. Yeah, you just have to watch out who you're using. Well, as yeah, your, you're going to um, get knocked like, off. You don't use Google. You don't use Gmail. If you have a Gmail account, you don't use it. That's that's that. I mean, if you're going to yeah, be a right. publisher, anyway. All right, but let, let me. One of the comments that so. Uh, along with this, you know, the police, and last week I mentioned we were uh, interviewing Congressman Barr, we were talking about the fact that he can't, that, that the Biden Pentagon cannot get enough people to sign up for the armed forces, and they are facing, which I, I mentioned, um, dismissing 250 uh, former disqualifications, they are now going to re you know, relax those because they they need they need bodies. Sounds not, like the vax. Not the best of the best, but they need bodies. Vax. All right. So one of the one of so along with police, armed forces. Um, we were talking to our post lady. She said they can't they can't get people to to you come in. You and I in. are going to start delivering the mail. Yeah, they, they need they need they need they need uh, they need. I hate to say this. 93% of what I get in my mailbox at home is not really mail. It's stuff I don't need. Well, I, I like our post lady, so. She's uh, a nice lady. Yeah, no, no, we get stuff here that we need. But she, she said they, they need warm bodies. They can't find enough people to, yeah. to, to carry the mail. All right, so one of the other, um, one of the other, people just don't think about this, but one of the other, uh, pilots, pilots are another one. Yeah. All right. One of the other See how positions, many are counseling? yeah. One of the other positions that I never thought about till I was reading a very in-depth article was on nine one one dispatchers. Yeah, they can't get. They, so I was reading shortages of nine one one call centers. They can't hire enough people to cover the shifts. They are operating at let's see, uh, just for instance, in Atlanta. Um, they had 30 Atlanta dispatchers, dispatchers resigned in 2021, and the city is now working to add 38 additional ones. That, this was just last month I was reading all right. about them. Um, and the reason why I'd actually looked up the Metro Atlanta, um, the EMS system, is because I had read this comment from one of the dispatchers, which really, which really shattered me. And I, Elizabeth hates when we talk about the vax, but here you go. This guy says, I'm a, I'm a paramedic in the greater Atlanta area. I wish they would use our EMS 911 data like Israel did, which, by the way, I looked up to all that information. But he said, we are seeing the exact same scenario here with one difference. Scenario, scenario. You say tomato, I say tomato. Okay. We're seeing the exact same scenario here with one difference. Cardiac-related calls are overwhelmingly young males, 18 to 30 years old. Typical early morning scene, we arrive at a suburban home only to find the entire family in severe emotional duress. This is what we hear. Save my baby. Save my baby. Over and over, we find these young men still in their beds. They are deceased. Most appear to be sudden cardiac deaths. We are obligated to ask, was he recently vaccinated? To which the reply is always yes. I was an army medic, 68 whiskey, yet I've never seen such carnage as we are currently experiencing. The Israel study is the strongest signal in the data I have ever seen for God's state. Please, would somebody look at it? So I was looking up what is the Atlanta 911 system. 
and the Metro Atlanta ambulance utilizes a computer-aided dispatch system to capture all critical information. It's a Windows-based system that's and it it allows for them to you know not only uh, collect and categorize very sew it up because I want to go valuable. But what I'm saying is is that it. Israel did that. They yeah. took the information coming from their. It's a. It's called. It's called something different in Israel. It's not nine one one. It's called the okay. blank system. Let's go to, at eighteen thirty. I want to go. Go ahead. All right. The thing I want to get back to is local. We got to tighten up this town. We need citizen pressure. I'm gonna tell you something. Our city council and our mayor are asleep at the switch. And we have no correcting influences. I don't see a really viable candidate going forward for mayor. So the only way, I will say this, she does not like confrontation. She does not like people standing up to her. She would rather they had closed meetings. She doesn't enjoy it. She takes off and goes on the road if there's a big vote or something like that. If you care about where you live, and I really don't think most people do. I think most people, I've had lots of business people. They own real estate in this town. They are. They say, why are you so in, care about so much about the mayor or all that stuff? I mean, it's like you own real estate, commercial real estate here. And you, you're saying, why do I care? Why, why do I care about, uh, the city council and all this. I'll tell you why I care. Cause I freaking live here, you know, and I pay taxes. I wrote a th- major check to, uh, the occupational tax about a month ago. Mine was kind of late. So I got penalized on top of it because it was late. But the, the fact is that's money that's going directly in the coffers. Do you care about where your money goes? I mean, I do. I think the late part was passive aggressive because you don't like the way things are going. Passive? What are you talking? Uh, I just late. think you did well. The, the fact that your payment was late was because you just didn't want to turn the money over to the city because you don't like the way things. I thought are maybe they'd forget about it. Oh yeah, that always. I mean, it was a pretty good sized check, always. and and you yeah. know the fact is it's an income tax. It goes straight into paying salaries and doing stuff like that. We got to get this thing tight. You know, I, I get. Uh, bless uh, Mr. Jackie's heart. He shows up when I say something. Other people, we're, you know, and I'm trying to do a lot of other things here. But I still want to keep pressure on City Hall. We can do better. I'm downtown every day. I see what's happening. There's a guy laying in a doorway up here. He has been for three days just laying in a doorway with a sleeping bag. I walk right by. You know, I don't want this to become another San Francisco. When four or five of those people are up and down, then you're on the way to being tenderloin in San Francisco. Anyway, Well, it's like what Missy said. The that? police force just does not have the um, resources to, to tend to them. You know what? They do. They just need to focus it. I don't want to hear that. All we right. don't have the resource. I don't need to get Appoint him wound up again. me. I'll oh, be, I'll be Lord. a, a, oh, a volunteer help. police. Okay. You Give are, me a badge. You, you are cut off. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. You can't cut me off. It's my show. We'll be back in just a few minutes with our financial guys to give you an update on the market. Or the markets. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. <laughs> 